said, you motherfuckers is crazy. I said, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. Mama, there's wolves outside. She said, isn't that what you were made for? You better learn to channel all your anger. Don't let them smell your fear when there is danger. Mama, there's wolves outside. Oh, darling, you're the one I've always prayed for. Even though I know you probably got your play for. Promise me that you won't do them any favors. No, no, no. Dark days and a heavy head. Everybody want the throne, but don't see the threats. Everybody want a peace, but can't pay the debts. If there's a man who strikes fear in my heart. Alright, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life As I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Jers, aka Life As I See It, episode 84. Got Gert in the building, got C in the building. Um, I think Rico Key going to join us in a little bit, but um, I do want to remind everybody to make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on Apple and on Spotify. If you're doing it on Apple, make sure y'all give us a rating and a comment. Uh, make sure that you shopping for your candles and your smell goods at luxcollectionllc.com. Um, make sure that you are subscribing to our Patreon. That's going to be um, patreon.com backslash life as I see it podcast for all of our visual content available each and every Friday. Um, so um, just jumping right into it, man. Uh I guess over the last, you could say, week or so, a little more than a week, um, it's been a lot of Joe Button, Joe Button podcast talk. Um, for those who've been living under a rock, and in short, what's been going on is, of course, we know that two of his co-hosts left or they haven't been present. They recently came back about a week or so ago. And now that they are back, or once they came back, they kind of aired it out. They gave their perspective on how they felt, why they left, why they didn't show up. Um, and since then, it's been about a week after that, and they decided not to show up to um, the podcast the following week. So then Joe went on a rant and essentially fired both of them on air. It's just been a whole back and forth, back and forth. A uh, lot of information coming out here and there. Oh, this is the reason why we was mad. Oh, this is the reason why we left. Oh, no, that ain't true. They ain't telling the truth. A lot of back and forth. Um, and it's a lot of trickle down effect um, from that. But I just want to first focus on um, all of the podcast beef, right? So um, for starters, Gert, when it comes to how this whole thing is playing out, um what side are you on what are you what is your assessment of this whole debacle so to speak what is your overall assessment and, and thoughts i am on nobody's side mm -hmm. i uh take information i assess the information and i form a what i consider to be an informed opinion about it um, I believe both parties are right, and I believe both parties are wrong. But I believe Joe Button is more uh, more of the blame goes to Joe because he is quote unquote the leader, um, and as black people. 
this made me realize as black people, we need to move away from the word boss. Um, you know, they say in a oppressed society, uh, the oppressed people take the worst characteristics of their oppressors. Um, I think black people using this boss word is gotten out of hand. And uh, it, it, it's, it ain't all it's cracked up to be. We don't need to boss our people around. Our people have been bossed around for far too long. Um, I think we need to get in the habit of using the term leader at this point. Um, a leader uh, versus a boss, leader, uh, leadership qualities are better to um, push, push our culture, our plight forward, um, in my opinion. Um, and I also, I know we probably gonna get into this, but. <laughs> Doc, I mean, I want you to finish this because you always do that. <laughs> Stay no, no, on no. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just speaking on at fault, Joe Button, right? Um, I think that, not I think, it's evident at some point during this, and I'm sure if you go back and listen, you can pinpoint which episode, Joe Button moved from pushing culture to chasing the bag. Um, if you listen to earlier in his podcast, it was about pushing culture, changing the culture, making sure the creator got a better deal. And then it became, well, I'm trying to build a network. I'm trying to have a multi-million dollar network running. And I think that is where the, you know, for whatever caused it, it could have been anything that caused it. But um, I think that's where he lost sight of what he was trying to do. All right, I'm glad you said whatever caused it because I can kind of identify with what you're saying, um, where the shift changed or took place. But I feel like part of it, part of the journey was after the Spotify deal, um, they were looking for somewhere else to go and they didn't have a deal. So they decided, or he decided they were going to do it on their own. And hence the network was birthed. And that's when he started acquiring different shows and this, that, and the third. So um, I think that was kind of a natural progression on, okay, well, if that door didn't open up right away, well, let me open the door over here. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that, well, I'm not saying that you're saying this, but I don't think that that was a bad thing. Um, and in doing that, I think that he learned a lot along the way. It's his first time trying to do something like this. So it's a lot that you don't know, even with all of the information that you've gathered over the years. So I feel like in trying to build the network and trying to, um, you know, just figure it out on the fly. I think that he is just learning and sure. He's probably made, you know, mistakes along the way, but um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like fault him for shifting his, his, his mindset and his approach, because I think certain things were necessary in order to shift into the new space that he was um, you know, trying to go into. But before we veer off too far to the left, um, 
see what was your overall uh, take or what is your overall take and assessment of this whole thing that's going on? I just feel like it's unfortunate. And I feel like a lot of people are kicking him while he's down, um, mainly other celebrities, but you can't kind of fault them because he has done, he's been so vocal about other people's downfall. So it's kind of like tit for tat. Um, I believe that a lot of his downfall has to go with uh, the male ego. And just like um, Gert said, I'm boss. I know specifically that I cannot be a manager or be a boss for other, like I could be my own boss and work me just personally. But for me to have people under me, I have done enough self-evaluation to know that I can't do that because I don't know how to talk to people all the time. Um, I'm not very clear. I'm not patient. I am not, I, I do not have the best temperament when it comes to dealing with people in certain situations. So I know that I would not be the best fit for that. Sometimes people have to look and dig deep inside themselves and kind of realize that they are not, they don't have the best temperament for those positions. And that comes with self-awareness. And a lot of times people lack self-awareness and they want to be this person or they want to have these goals of being the boss or being the manager, but you really don't know yourself enough to be that. So I just feel like he kind of got ahead of himself. Um, maybe he, he needed a because it's not just with one person, you know, when everybody starts saying the same thing, where there's smoke, there's fire. So you have to kind of take heed to what other people are saying. And as far as friendship goes, you cannot put friendship over business. Business is just strictly that. It's just business. And when he was saying he doesn't owe his friends respect, I kind of get that. And it wasn't so much of I don't owe my friends respect. I think he was saying I don't owe my friends respect when it comes to business. Like, business is business. If you guys felt like you were not treated fairly or you you were trying to see your contract, there's no way I'm working for someone for six years and I'm supposed to get accounting and I don't get it at all. That's just you saying, oh, that's my friend. We're going to get it straight whenever, whenever. No, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> you have lawyers, you have accountants. If you guys are all profit sharing, um, if it's a profit share based business, you guys share the same accountant, you should be privy to that information. If the accountant is not giving you all of the line items, that's because you're not privy to that information. The information that you are privy to is the information that you've got. So they're probably, and then I remember one episode where Rory was like, I'm being audited or something, if you recall. So I don't know if that had a lot to do with it, but I just feel that you can't let things fester. And you can't let things just go because that's your man's. You, you have to handle it when it becomes a problem. And when you don't handle it when it becomes a problem, you get ego, you get arrogance, you get condescending tones and words sent to you. And that's pretty much what happened. That's like the demise of everything. All right. So now um, we got um, Rico Key in the building. And... Um, so what is your overall assessment of, you know, everything that's going on? That shit filthy. <laughs> shit, shit filthy, guy. Um, I believe, I believe more, more, more young Irish wrong. I mean, that's something crazy like that. But then again, it's every, now it's a reaction for every action. So 
course, knowing Joe, he gonna go off the top and wild out. They know that. They know that with him already. So, I guess in time when he was in peace and shit already got settled, that shit hit him like, damn, I did my niggas dirty. Even though it do sound like, it do sound like they ain't do the all eight research too at the same time. I don't think grown men should be going back and forth like this on the internet. Like if they was cool like that, keep that shit off the internet. And, Keep that shit in your group text, you feel me? Or face to face, you feel me? Like all that, all these damn celebrities getting hype off your shit, click, clickbait, and you feeding the world now. I agree. Media takeout shit, so I don't, I don't know. I don't fuck with that shit like that, man. They can fix it. I believe so. And just to be clear, just to add a little bit more context, um, when Maul and Rory, you know, decided not to come and Joel fired them on air, they released their own little um, clip or, or podcast, if you will. Um, it's about an hour long, just basically telling that side of the story. And according to Maul and Rory, their biggest issue was they said that they weren't employees of Joe Button. They were profit sharing partners and they were supposed to get a percentage of whatever the podcast is bringing in. Um, apparently they were getting paid, but they wanted to actually see how much the company was bringing in so, they, so that they could know that, you know, whether or not they were getting the right amount of money or not. Um, they also made mention of, um, the fact that they received an email with an Excel spreadsheet that was only a page long that had a few things itemized, but in that they noticed that there was a $400,000 quote unquote mistake on the paperwork. When it was brought back to the, the accounting company's attention, according to Maul, they admitted, oh yeah, we did make a $400,000 mistake. And at that point they were like, okay, it's glad that it's good that everybody admitted it. Now let's fix it. Now, apparently it wasn't fixed immediately, but they continued to go carry on business as usual. And I guess it got to a point where they felt like, all right, enough is enough. We've still been asking. We've been asking for all of this time. The, mis the mistake wasn't fixed or corrected. Like what's going on? Like we can't continue to go on any longer until this is fixed. My thing about that is, one main thing that Maul was saying and Rory when they came back to the podcast and they aired it out and they gave their side of the story was this isn't about money. It's not about money. I don't care about money. They said that a bunch of times, but what we're talking about here is money. Even no, it's not. Well, we knew I, that was a lie. I, I, I disagree. Money. I said, so I disagree with that. Okay. I don't, I don't think their fight is about money. I think they fight is about transparency, right? And it, it it's they're not being transparent with one another. I believe personally, and I believed this before it even started, that because of the nature of their relationship, they did business when it was convenient for them, and then they did friendship when it was convenient for them. So now if you, that's cool until it's not cool no more. So if Joe's doing business and they're doing friendship, they're going to feel the type of way. Vice versa, they're going to feel the type of way, right? So I look at all of the past people who came to the same situation. Um, me personally, you know, everybody is saying, the reason why 
this is so big and the world is tuned into it is because they were on the verge of rewriting history. They were on the verge of changing the standard contract and establishing a standard format for podcasts going forward. This shit derailed that. And this is why everybody is saying, and if Joe is the quote unquote leader or boss, this falls on his shoulders, right? But if we looking at doing, if we saying, oh, we doing business, we doing business, we doing business, then, you know, I, I uh, bring up, if you look at New Edition, do any of y'all know who owns the name New Edition? I think um, Johnny, Johnny Gill. Gill. No, Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill owns the name New Edition. Him and Eddie uh, Murphy. I'm so, playing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ha. So, but Johnny Gill was doing business, right? New addition, the core group were friends. None of them decided to own the name New Edition. Now, I don't know if they didn't know the owner name or because they figured it was for them and anyone would be able to use it at that time. Johnny Gill coming into the group late said, hey, nobody owns that. I'm going to do good business and I'm going to fucking own this name. Um, now they can't use that shit without his consent. He wasn't doing friendship. You know what I'm saying? So if you, I can see where, you know, we friends, we doing business. We say, hey, my nigga, you take the lead on this one. And then I'll take the lead on the next one where Joe said a lot of shit that was contradicting himself. Um, but I don't believe they were a hundred percent truthful evil. So it, 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 it's, I, I believe it's a toss up and niggas use do and say what's convenient for them at the time. You know what I'm saying? But. So are you, believe, uh, would this be like, would this be like pers- uh, purposeful omission on both of their parts? Well, yes and no, it, it, it could not be. It could be they just telling the story from their point of view, right? Uh, from me looking at like how Joe said, um, Joe said, y'all don't have profit sharing. And what he said was the, the way he worded it sounded like he put that in the contract purposely for it to appear that they had one thing, but not. He used very specific words that looked yeah. like that looked it a little sketchy to me. You know right. I mean? It was like he was protected against any potential claims of what they're claiming now. Right. Right. Um, and he was saying because of that, they don't understand their contract and they don't understand what it actually says. Correct. That's doing business. That is doing business. Now, if we are doing business, back to C's point, when we're talking friendship and business, yes, we are friends, but we could be friends in business. And you do have to understand that each it's all it's all subjective to the individuals that are dealing with each other but um so let me ask you can johnny gill can johnny gill still feel like he's their friend after he did that should he is that cool for him to do on a friendship level but the thing about it is johnny gill didn't start out the mud with new edition new edition was already established they started it these are men that knew each other since they were in grade school as they may tell it 
Johnny Gill did not start it out the mud with these men. He has no loyalty to these men. This is where I think us as African-Americans get stuff switched up with the streets and business. In business, there is no loyalty. There is, there is no, oh, that's my moral code or whatever. It's business. You should. Oh. Now, it's good when you do have it. Some people do have it and some people do use those business methods here on. Here we talk about Jay-Z being a great business person, but Jay-Z has shown in different avenues. If you listen to different people's story, you listen to Cam on Drink Chance, he kind of moved kind of shaky too. That's why- You know, kind of. I mean, I'm not going to say, because you never hear his side of the story. You always hear their side. You never hear why he did what he did. He never... But you uh, see the evidence of what he did. You see the evidence, but you don't know why he did what he did. You don't know. You don't know if Cam might have tried to get with whoever. You don't You don't know what, what that person did to him to make him do that. So I'm not going to sit here and say it was a reason. But with Joey, we could see the things that happened. These people are saying, I don't care about a podcast or I don't care about publicly. The guy, Rory, went on his Girl Network podcast and said, I do not care about podcasting. Yeah, but in, but- in fairness, in fairness, he did say, outside of this podcast he said he doesn't care yes. about the genre wait, as but, a whole but, but he that's does. In, but that and, and that's in reference to joe saying well why didn't you go do another show we no, have this it, show no 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 no, it's not. no 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 girl no no i think you're wrong on this go ahead see it's just it, what i'm saying is and bring it back to full circle to like the johnny guilt thing like we don't it, it, it's like People put loyalty and all that stuff into business when they're dealing with friends and you cannot. Um, Certain situations change certain people. And yeah, you wouldn't expect your friends to change, but you also have to be protected and you have to understand that there is a line and try not to cross it. And do I think that Johnny Gill was wrong for buying that? Yeah, it was kind of messed up. But if y'all sleeping on it, why wouldn't I buy it? That's not his problem. Just so do like you when feel, Michael bought the Beatles a uh, catalog. That's just business. Do you feel like you should do with, with everything you just said? Do you feel like you should do business with friends? I can. Yes, I can do business with friends because I know how to separate it. It's never personal. It's just business. I can still I've done business with friends before and they've screwed me over Um and they've done things to make me not want to do that. I, I learned from that mistake with that person. I've done business with other friends and it's been clear and it's been good. I have one friend that I always used to bartend with. Shout out to Lust. Lust has never stared me wrong. She has always been fair, equal. I could go, we used to travel and bartend together. We could do anything, bust it down straight in the middle. She could count the money, handle the money. I know she's not going to screw me. And vice versa. Yeah, I think, and that's what goes back to my point of each individual situation is, is it's up to them to determine what's best for them. And then back to Gert's point of transparency. Um, I said on this podcast a few weeks ago that I only do business with friends. And I believe that, you know, I haven't run into, granted, I haven't made hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, but um, I've made decent money and I haven't run into any of these issues that we've seen time and time again, because I believe in transparency and I believe in, you know, openness and, and honesty and just 
putting it out on the table. Hey, look, this is what's going on. And, and all parties involved all operate the same way. So it's never like a dictatorship. You know, um, with Rico Giovanni, it's three of us, and we just simply operate on the majority system, majority rules. So, you know, a lot of times I may be, you know, when we did like RGTV, I would be the host of it, and I'm like in front, but it's not only me that's doing it. It's a lot of people and a lot of hands in the pot. If two of, two of the other members felt like, nah, I don't want to do this, even if I disagree, we went ahead and did it because that is the fair system that we came up with. And no matter what majority rules now that may not work for everybody, but I just think that as far as creating the system that does work for everybody with transparency is a way that you can kind of eliminate a lot of the problems that we see time and time again. And most recently, most recently with Joe button. Um, I feel like at this point, um there's so much talk about it i mean you see uh kevin hart taking his taking this opportunity to you know send his little petty shots because joe has been very vocal just and opinionated about things that have happened within the culture that have involved kevin hart um and a lot of other people but to c's point it kind of comes with the territory i mean if this is who you are you kind of got to take it when it comes back around to you. The same thing with somebody like a Wendy Williams. She's known for the guys have been talking about everybody. Well, when it's your turn and you're going through a divorce or whatever the case may be, and other people are very vocal about you when your personal life, you kind of got to take it. Yeah, it may not feel good, but it is what it is. It comes with the territory. So I just think at this point, um, kind of transitioning a little bit, um, as we mentioned, he does have a network and he does have other podcasts under his network. And Wait, she- I'm sorry. Before you go there, can I just say something about that whole Kevin Hart thing? Okay. Kevin Hart acts like he did not scream on his trainer and embarrass his trainer like in front of the whole world. So I just don't understand that whole thing. And then with his transparent with his transparency, when he was on his show, Naeem said, but Kev, wouldn't you feel mad if I asked you for your accountant? And he said, Well, no, because everything is transparent. And Naeem said, eh, like mm-hmm, kind of like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. your business dealings are just that. Like, and what and that's my thing with Joe is that. Yeah, they're saying that he didn't get all the shine when he was a rapper. Okay, people weren't checking for him when he was a rapper, but he has all of these shows, not because he was a rapper, but because they people look for him for content base. They look for him to, to hear his opinion. So you can't compare, oh, when he was a rapper, he didn't have this many shows or whatever, whatever. Forget that. We're not talking about him rapping right now. We're talking about him being a content creator. And he's proven himself to be a good content creator. So I just don't like that whole Kevin Hart shade that he threw because you can't stand in a glass house and throw stones because you've done that to people. You've done it so bad that, I mean, you had that guy take the fall for why you were cheating. I don't believe that his guy, his mans was blackmailing him. I think the nigga was just cheap. I'm just gonna say that, allegedly. Because he cheated on everybody. He cheated on his first wife. Now he cheated on his second wife. So you can't blame people for you cheating. Extortion. Whatever. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And even um, on on the point of 
Joe Button at this point, right? He's the content creator. He's the draw, right? He's the draw. And yes, he is a rapper or a former rapper or whatever, but his likeness initially starts with his music career. And then it goes into reality TV and some, some other different avenues. So he's been introduced to different audiences, which is, been able to garner him enough enough attention to capture enough of an audience to where he created a fan base and his fan base is loyal to him so they follow him to these different avenues where he goes if he decides to include his friends on a podcast and this is his now new career in media then that's his decision on on, on that but that's, now that's not accurate though and that what's not what's, what's not accurate it what's that- narrative that Joe Button's fans just followed him everywhere he, he goes. So it's easy for him to say that, and it's easy for him to paint that picture. But I'm more than sure that Rory and Maul can show numbers to support their argument that they have a fan base and people are following them, right? Absolutely, so, absolutely. But but, 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 but that doesn't... my point. This is my point. I... So the optics of what Joe is saying makes sense for his argument. But what I'm saying is they can have that same argument with different quote unquote facts that they show, right? These are all variables that come into play and you use the variables to get liking. But I don't, I think two, I think two things can be true. I think that they absolutely took whomever follows them to that platform and increase the overall numbers. And I also think that Joe Button also had and has a fan base that followed him from this avenue to that avenue because they just follow him. So I think the combination of all parties involved made the big audience that they had. I'm not saying it's all Joe. But nobody knew Rory or Ma until he brought them on their platform. But nobody they, they was aware to. of but, them. But no, 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 I'm not, I'm listen. Yeah, fine. We, that, we can go with that. That's fine. But what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, Joe Button still is the marquee name. Joe Button is still the majority of what people um, have, have cro- uh, come to love this podcast for. It's called the Joe Button Podcast. He is I, the would, front I, I disagree with that. You right? don't think so that the majority you- of people... The majority audience. You say, is, how do we? How do we find? How do you quantify that? Well, right? you would when have you to. Say, well, hold on, Gert. You would have. We don't have the actual data, so you would have to look at numbers. We're guessing and we're assuming. So what I'm saying is, right. if I'm guessing and I'm assuming, I am guessing and assuming that the majority of people who tune in would be. But, you, but Jerry, via, you can't do that when we're talking. You can't use business and then use theory. Like it, it you, you gotta you have something. You got to have something you can quantify that off of. Bro, Cecilia's point. I wouldn't point. say that people are tuning in. I'm saying the initial tune-in was because of Joe Button. All right? That's that's where we're going to go. Because yes. they've seen his name. They've seen he had a podcast. There you go. They gained traction. Now yeah, okay, but then, two different... But that was our name the podcast on. later. But, okay. Then when you add on these two people and people start to hear them and people start to gravitate to them, yes, they get a fan base. Yes, they tune in for these different people. They tune in for all these different personalities. But the initial tune in, the initial click, people don't know who Rory McFarrell or whatever his name was. People don't know him like that unless you are in the industry or unless you are his friend. That's just the same. If we had a, let me, exactly, unless you know him. 
Okay, but that's so, what I'm saying is, but wait, see, this is my argument. <laughs> they can show, I mean, numbers can show once Rory went there, what the numbers went to, right? Once Maul went there, what the numbers went to. Yes. So they can have an argument that I'm pretty sure, but so everybody can have their own argument, right? Because we, yeah, because people favor Joe. They just say people went there because of Joe, which they can support numbers to distinguish that. That's that's my argument for them, right? Even Rory said that the shit was a hit out of the gate from the door. Exactly. But it's about it what him. you can show numbers to. to the to numbers are online. Without them huh? or with them. But without them, without them, they did 2.8 million with Kevin Samuels. So, I mean, that's the same kind of. Well, that's like, that's that's after the fact. So that's unfair. That's unfair. Right. I mean, no, 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 what they respond to. But no, Shout but, out see, Samuels. but see, but see, <laughs> yeah, the reason, but no, see, the reason why that's unfair and kind of has to be disqualified is because this is actually after they had already the built the podcast. Built. Yeah. And they built they it up. Already, and they, what? they had already built up the podcast name and brand to what it is now. And oh. this is during the small two uh, a month and a half hiatus that they weren't there. And so now Kevin Samuels trying to say that you're trying to get data from right after Maul joint, like three weeks right after Maul joint. Y'all I'm not the, 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 I'm not saying that. Gert is saying I'm not listen, I'm saying that no matter <laughs> how you look at it, no matter how you look at it, no matter how you look at it, even though Rory has fans, Maul has fans, people look at the show and watch the show just for Rory. People look in the show and watch the show just for Maul. People look at the show and watch the show just for Joe. I'm saying that if you take all three of those groups, I would say that at the end of the day, people, more people, or Joe Button has more fans than all of them. That's what I'm saying. Joe Button has more fans than the both of them. Therefore, more people would be tuned in because of that reason. That's what I'm saying based on that. So, but do you believe that? Yes. Do I believe that? that do, do, nah, I'm do just I, saying because just like when he said um, it was a key moment when he said, yo, Joe Borders ran, ran outside to take a picture of um, like a live show. He was like, yo, I, I, I got the line around the block. He was like, nah, we got the line around the block. Mm-hmm. So you saying. I'm saying Joe was more- tripping. No, I'm saying at that point, Joe lost sight and he, he said it wrong and he was looking at it wrong. Because even though, yes, Joe Button is a combination of all of them. It is a combination. It is. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. It is a combination of all of them. So for him to say and feel like that, that was his ego overtaken and thinking that he did it all by himself. I'm not saying he did this all by himself. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's only because of him. No, this is a, a group effort, a team effort, and they all built this. So when he said, I got the line around the block and Maul corrected him and say, we got the line around the block. That was 100% correct. 100% it was nasty correct. when Maul was talking about his Amiri hat. I do believe that the niggas was uh, pocket watching. So <laughs> like he was like, that nigga said all that in Amiri hat. I was like, that sounds a lot about hate. Like, that's well, he ain't no like, fashion. Yeah, like, don't be, don't, you can say all you have to say, but once you start discrediting, like, when you sound like you hating, it discredit a lot of stuff for me. Like, I, I yeah. can't, like. That was out like, the mud hating. Yeah, I didn't like, like that. <laughs> I didn't what? like Weird that. hats. 
Yeah, that's why I was like, you know what? I can't do this. Well, I'm already done. I, I think that I think that that's his version of snapping and joking because he knows well, it wasn't funny though. Oh, hold on, it, oh, wasn't funny, though. But, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a joking manner though. Okay, but yeah. listen, but listen, right? I actually laughed. I thought the shit was funny, but and some some other people think the shit is funny. Some people think it's not funny. So that's that's up for debate or interpretation. But what I'm saying is, I think more of the point was I, the way I interpreted that was because. He's trying to paint the picture that money is the reason why everything changed. He's trying to say Joe changed because of the money and because he's going out and buying all of this expensive shit now and designer shit now where he wasn't doing that before when he didn't have the money. He's openly admitted that he can't dress. So we all know Joe can't dress, but he's trying to take a He's trying to take a shot, like basically saying that the money changed you and you out here looking crazy. That's what I took ultimately as his point. But yeah, it was shade. But, but I think that was his main point of saying that. But this nigga usually wears a sweat hat in 90 degree weather. So it's like, all right, you got to change up someday. Uh, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I was just looking at it from, from both ways. And I did think that was funny because Joe can't dress and he do be looking crazy, in my opinion. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> how, you, how, you, how you felt about Act saying that basically like Joe saved more or gave him back some type of hype? Remember when he was talking about he was hiding, like he was homeless and his brother didn't care about him and all that other stuff like that. I'm like, it depends on how you're looking at this shit. Like, to be honest with I you, I gave you right? something to do. Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't really know that backstory. And to be honest, you know, I know that Ak gets a lot of information, but Ak is like such so much of a goofball to me that it's hard That's for Joe's me. Joe's little brother, man. It's hard for me to, it's hard for me to like separate with him because I can't listen to him. Like, I can't watch a whole academics program. Like, I can't do it. Him by himself, I can't do it. It's too much for me. Uh, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have inside information either. So I really don't know too much of that backstory. I heard what Joe said, more refuted it, and basically said I wasn't no bum-ass nigga. I've been had money. I might have had more money than you at that time, this, that, and the third. Like, I don't know. I really don't know. You know what I'm saying? We know that Joe hasn't been the most successful and made the most money in his rap and music career. He's been open about him doing shows for $1,500, $2,500 or whatever. So not a lot of money. So I don't know. Maybe more did have more money at the time, just than the third. I don't know. I don't really know too much of that backstory, though. So it's hard to say. It's hard to say. And I don't, and I don't know if we'll ever really get that full thing. At the end of the day, more is... Big's younger brother, and I don't know the nature of their relationship, how close they are, or whatever. But you know, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if Maul would still be good no matter what because his brother is successful, and that's just me assuming. I don't know shit about shit, but you know, if you got a, a very successful, rich, older brother, I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't you know help you out if you really needed him. That's assuming the relationship is good. So again, I don't know enough about that to really say one way or the other. But I think I think that as it stands right now, it's really looking nasty. It's really looking nasty because it's a lot of back and forth and bickering. And like I was about to say before, like Joe Button seems to now be it's like it's attack mode right now. So he had he has another podcast on his network called uh, See the Thing Is podcast and um it originally started with three girls bridget uh kelly um and mandy and olivia dope 
Um, I wasn't familiar with Olivia Dope at all, but apparently she's a DJ. She's from Brooklyn. She's in industry, whatever. Um, I actually kind of liked her dynamic. It, that that show really isn't for me, but I did check it out just to see what it was about. Um, and I did happen to uh, see one of the episodes when Joe was a guest on there. And um, now Olivia Dope, well, first of all, she quit the show a few months back. And now recently she just came out and made a statement, made a video saying that um, Joe Button, the reason why she quit is because of feeling sexually harassed by Joe oh Button. Oh my God. Um, now, if you watch the episode, Joe Button is saying a lot of little slick shit. He's saying, yo, yeah, y'all got to sexy it up, you know, show some cleavage, you know, like he's saying these things. Um, you know, it was a little, you know, it was a little while. It was a little much, but I don't know how they play. I don't know the nature of their relationship, so I don't know. But the fact of the matter is the footage lives online right now today. You can actually go look at the episode. Like, it's it's a thing. It's there. So you can make your own interpretation on what it is. But she came out, said she felt uncomfortable. She felt sexually harassed. That's why she quit. She wanted to speak her truth. All of these different things. And I don't want to just throw her perspective out of the window. What I will say is this, and then I'm going to let C respond. I will say this. I do find the timing of this to be very, very interesting. And, and kind of like I'm looking at it a little bit with a side eye only because it seems like we just talked about Joe going through all of these things with his podcast, his former co-host, this, that, and the third. Everybody's getting on Joe. And then now he gets hit with this on top of that at the same time. Now she quit so about you, two months ago. And so now it's a Spotify setup. I don't know nothing about Spotify. Nothing. I don't know. No, I don't think this has anything to do with Spotify. I just think that the timing is a little odd to me. That's all. It's, it's, it's always funny to me when you see everything pile on to one person at one time from every direction. I always like to think that somewhere, somehow, this is kind of like contrived and, and specifically, I don't know, orchestrated somehow. Because that's, that's just the way it appears to me. But speaking about this, because see, I know that you saw it. I know that you saw that episode. Um, what are your thoughts specifically about that and what Olivia Dope had to say, et cetera? Um, first, I want to say like sexual like misconduct in a workplace is real. Um, for a person to feel that energy is real. I mean, and it, no matter when she decides to say it or when she feels like saying it, you can't kind of discredit it. I get that sometimes um, things may come out and things may, they may be viewed a certain way because of everything that's happening. Like when the th stuff happened with Tahiri, I mean, I kind of didn't take that as serious as this because Tahiri was just on Love and Hip Hop chasing after this man. So it was kind of like, girl, like- <laughs> if And being very, and being very uh, domestically abusive, um, you know, yeah. um, throwing stuff at, at men and stuff like that. And, and like, you know, so yeah, yeah. So I kind of, I mean, I'm not saying that she hasn't gone mm -hmm. through this cause I don't know what that lady has gone through but I'm just saying there's like, a track record of you doing different things and not putting yourself in the best light right her however i did watch the show i do like her um and i liked her dynamic on the show and i always was like why did she quit i used to think that she was just away because she's a dj and so i'm like maybe she's djing or something or whatever but um 
yeah, she quit. And now she wants to tell people why she quit. I feel that she's allowed to say whatever she wants to say when she has to say it. But I do um, want women to start being a little bit more, and I'm not blaming her, but you have to draw the line. You have to let men know this is not for play play. Watching that video, she said, I said, yeah, I was okay with this because everybody was around me and everybody pressured me. But they're asking you, are you okay with this? This is how he jokes. This is what he says. This is how he plays with you. So are you okay with that? If she felt uncomfortable, she should have said something then and there. And I believe he might've stopped. I believe he might have. If he would have continued and if she would have still felt uncomfortable, then that's when you, you know, you go and you do whatever you have to do. I just don't feel that she um, said anything because the way that she was saying what, what happened was that it was like, oh, okay. Um, everyone asked me, was I okay with this? And I just said, yeah, even though I really wasn't okay. If you're not really okay, then you should say something because then you're giving that person the opportunity to keep going. Right. when you're not really okay and then it's just building up and building up inside of you and then you feel super uncomfortable and it's just like well what the hell like I feel unsafe in the workplace environment granted he shouldn't play like that in a workplace environment I, he shouldn't talk to women like that and he shouldn't make them feel that way but us as women we have to stand up for ourselves and say how we feel and mean what we say I agree with both because I, I wouldn't do that, especially, especially, and not just because, but especially because of the climate today and because exactly. of how things are today. You know that things are sensitive and you know that you have to be even more careful today. So I wouldn't even put myself in position for things to be misinterpreted that way. Now, things could still be misinterpreted, but he opened himself up because the way that he was talking was very like, I right, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of creepy. Yeah, it was. You yeah. Shouldn't say you shouldn't talk to women that way that you do not have that relationship with. And you shouldn't talk to women that way, period. Like, it's just yeah. it's different. And, and when she had played back the episode from his podcast, what he said was, I'm like Ross. Ross said he wouldn't sign no B because, um, he couldn't, he would want to have sex with them. It wasn't a quote from him. He was what? He threw Ross on... I believe no, Ross said that. Ross did yeah. say that. I believe, that's... yeah. So oh, man. I don't, I don't feel that, you know, and that's, that's the part of being a boss. You got to know your strengths and weaknesses. And that's what I was saying before. You have to yeah. know yourself. And yeah. if you are not self-aware, then you cannot put yourself in this position. I agree. Your head that wears the crown. I and agree. you have to be held accountable in all ways. And this is not the first time that he's had sexual allegations. Like I said, where there's smoke, there's fire. And it's a horrible situation to be in. And I'm praying for the girl. I'm praying for strength for everybody. But you just can't go around thinking that you're untouchable. Sometimes you get touched. So, <laughs> yeah, kid, you know, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, we're heard. <laughs> get touched in the wrong way. Sometimes you get touched. It, kid said, um, shit go wrong when you and Charles, then you was the blame. It's a rap lyric for everything, man. Nah, we're, Joe got a little bit too cocky, pause. I don't think that he got too cocky. I just think no, that I, he's, 
his, his ego it's, it's a yeah. lot men men it's, have a lot of ego and they have a lot of pride and they have a lot of emotions and a lot of things like some people have never been in a position that they some people want to be in a position but they're not fully equipped to be that person in that position he's you trying to be everybody mean, all in once he's trying to be exactly. everybody at the same and that time comes with self-awareness you know that you're not good at being hr don't be hr you yeah. know you're not good at being the owner. Don't be an owner, be a co-owner. You know, it's just, you delegate different people to different jobs. That's what makes the business. Good question. Yeah. Um, is Parks left out of this whole thing? What do you mean left out? Like he don't got nothing to do with this little Joe versus these two, right? Or he, he has, or, he has, or he, or he on Joe's side. He has everything to do with it because he's involved, but um, if you're talking in terms of picking a side, I believe that he may have picked Joe, but it's more about Parks doesn't find the problem in the way that business is being done. He doesn't find the issue with the way things are being run. He feels like he's well compensated. He feels like he understands and he feels like, as, and this is his own admission, he said he's done business with Joe in multiple different avenues and he's been a witness to him not doing shady business. He understands the way that things go and operate and he agrees with it. So therefore he doesn't have a problem. So he's he's made little comments here and there, but no, he hasn't been as vocal or anything like that because he's cool with everything. Um, you, yeah. Yo, at worst case scenario, you think they should have prepared themselves for some shit like this coming from Joe? Like knowing he be mentally wilding sometimes and shit like that, but that's his man's at the same time. Prepare for what? Shit like this. <laughs> what your co-host just, leaving just, yeah, or just, no? Um, no, Joe Wilder. Firing them on air. That yeah. was whack. That was really you, whack. But they you know he's capable of doing like that. That. <laughs> that was horrible. Yeah. You could do whatever um, you want. It don't um, not it don't it don't not make it whack, but you could do it. You do whatever you want. That's how he felt. Like he already said, like he was caught up in the vibe and emotions, and that's how he felt. We know he go off the rail taped. anyway. It that was shit was tape, and that was whack. That you <laughs> allowed people to access that. That's the part that I don't get. Like out of everything, it's just like that right there to me was really really whack because you're taping something. Just like right here, if we decide to not show something you can edit that out even if you're in the moment you could be like yo yes. i'm editing this stuff out you right. decided to you did that with a conscious mind to try to embarrass your friends and that right there or your business associates whatever whoever you want them to be at the time that you're speaking that was why and i don't respect that from a person at all i don't respect it where i could dig it um uh like I said, that's 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 advice from Mona Scott, man. That's some love of hip hop shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but we uh we're gonna see. Um, lastly, though, um, do we think that this is going to end well for Joe, or do we think that this is gonna be the beginning of a downfall of Joe? Key, I'll go, I'll start with you first. Whew. Uh, damn. It, it, 
I think it end well for both parties, but this might start like, oh shit, let's let's aim at him again, like, cause you know he's been at the bottom before, so he just got up now. The shit can start something all over again. Okay, see, possible. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm praying, you know, like I said, for everybody, because I don't like, you know, one thing I don't like to do is marvel on people's downfall or, um, you know, like when people are going through things, I don't like to make it seem like, oh, yay. Like, you know, like, I don't like to do that. So I'm just hoping that nothing bad comes out of this. Um, and he is successful in whatever he do. I, I hope he is. I mean, it happens. We don't know how these other people operate. It probably has never came to the forefront. I mean, all the other, like, like those white people that, uh, <laughs> that work for like those news corporations and stuff, they go through their little things and they take a break and they come back and they're able to be successful. Maybe that'll happen to him. I mean, I don't know. Black yeah. people are forgiven though. Black people are forgiven. Um, I think that I think that I want to think that Joe was going to be okay. I think that the sexual allegation thing stings harder. I think without that, I think he'll be fine. I think with that, um, it adds a different dynamic, especially because we got the footage. It's not a allegation. You can actually go watch it right now. Like it's available. It's on his page. You know what I'm saying? So there are a lot of people who may go back who haven't seen it, watch it, and then be like, ah, oh, man. And it may change their view of him, and it may have people lose respect for him. So if that happens, now we're talking about you losing audience. And then if you're losing audience, you're going to have to do something to keep the people you have and get more of an audience. And it's going to be interesting to see how he does that. because. Um, it's going to be an uphill battle, but uh, I feel like, unfortunately, in media, um, uh, what's the word? Sensationalism? No, salaciousness, like that type of shit, like that sells. And it's big business and people are interested in it, which is why you have the success of reality TV and all of these different types of things. So at the same time, it, it could make him bigger of a star or you know what i'm saying like i i really don't know um but what do i think i think not that the sexual assault that's not gonna make him bigger of a star. well that's well yeah and i'm not and i'm and I, I'm, no 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 i'm not i'm not co-signing that i'm not co-signing that I, and i'm not that even saying nasty. no but listen what i'm saying is what i'm saying is sensationalism and like when you're talking about drama and shit like that like people are just drawn to drama like regardless like regardless of what people are drawn to drama so i'm not co-signing it but i'm just saying people it, it it may it may make them tune in it may not necessarily make them a fan but it may make them tune into his next episode which depending on how that goes may determine how you know it, it, it moves forward so that's that's all i'm saying like i i just don't know because unfortunately people like drama they like a car crash they like they like that scene so and then again i'm like kind of like in the back of my head i, I thought about it. i was like they're kind of concerned because you know like i don't know how they seem like they was close like these my mans and you know like 
a person like Joe, you know how he be wildin' sometimes and he need like that core to keep him together type shit. Mm-hmm. And now he's beefing with the people that he really fucks with. It's like, yo, this shit might make him go back to like how he was before. You know how that, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't want to say all that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like wildin', rittlin' and whatever that shit called. I'm like, man, I don't know what this shit. Cause you already, That's you already apologizing. I know, you know, he went, I don't know. I can't tell from him, but. No, no, no. I, I. I, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, and yeah, yeah. He already apologizing, and I was like, imagine what else he gonna do? Start crying, make a video, and... so they know. Well, they don't care at this point because yeah. they feel disrespected, and when a person feels disrespected, they react however they feel they need to react. If you if you're back against the wall, you going you gonna fight. You know what I'm saying? So they don't care in this moment. I mean, they still care about them. I think they still love each other, like you know what I mean, but. In this moment, they not concerned with that. At this point, it's like, nah, you're not going to keep shitting on me. I'm going to fucking let it be known or this is what it really is, according to their perspective. So, uh, and, we- and what, if, what if Joe never, like, pressed press white Irish with that? This shit would have never unfolded. <laughs> nah, like, think about it. Like, it would have just been pressure building. Like, we'll see something like, it would have just been pressure building. Like, if he never press him on that shit. White Irish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't cancel me, man. Like, Emotional orange. <laughs> I get that. that. That's <laughs> sad, though. <laughs> Fucked yeah, up. so we we gonna see how this plays out. Uh, switching gears though to music. Yeah, um, so um, <laughs> recently, J Cole just dropped his latest album. Um, and I just want to know flat out, um, how did you feel about it? Uh, see what what was your takeaway from the project? Um, did you have expectations going in? Like, what was your overall feeling vibe from what J Cole, uh, what he did? Okay, so last couple of J. Cole projects, I did not um, like. I've often said that I thought that J. Cole was better. I'm sorry, I know you asked a simple question, but let me just give some backstory. I often said that J. Cole was better to me than Kendrick. I've said that. Mm. Then on my top, excuse me. (laughs) 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 Excuse me. (laughs) Then when you, um, said like who's my top 10 I put Kendrick there right and the reason why I put Kendrick there is because I go back and listen to Kendrick albums at first I was like oh this is stupid Kung Fu Kenny like da 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 but the more (laughs) things started happening the more I started to understand where he was going and what he was saying and J. Cole has been like detached from me so I'm saying that to say that this album brought me back to where I needed to be with J. Cole um I like this album. It's cohesive. I can listen to it. He got some of my people on there. I like a little 21 Savage. I like a little baby every now and then. Um, so I I really appreciated that album and I appreciated what he was saying. And it was one of the better albums that he has came out with thus far. Word. Key, did you hear it? Yeah, I, I got I got I got some tracks down, but I ain't listened to everything. I'm gonna listen to it when I start driving later. Um he did his thing, but I understand. Why did you burn up the court? Like you on fire, and then now you in the NBA. Like I ain't understand that shit, but I fucks with it. Well, he's not in the he's not in the NBA. He's in the NBA. He's in the R. 
Africa, NBA, yeah. I think that the production on this album was amazing. Um, I think it that it, it sounded really good. Um, it was dope. Um, the bars was there. Um, I liked it. I liked it. Um, what's your favorite track that people should look out for? Because I haven't listened to it to figure out right I now. Like- <laughs> right now, I like um, 100 mil and I like uh, Pride is the Devil. Um, yeah, I like the hundred mil. I think it's called Off Season. Is that one? Is that one that's called Off Season or something? Maybe, maybe. It's Let me see. I gotta go back there. That pride is I... the devil. That shit stung. I was like, God um, damn. I like yeah. applying pressure. A hundred mil. Pride is the devil. It's not. It's called. It's not called Off Season. Um, Dag. I think it's um the climb back. I think it's yeah, that because yeah, yeah. it was one. He had dropped. He had dropped the climb back um, last year, like last summer, that just as a Lucy. Um, but that song is fire, though. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm talking about. But 95 South is okay, too, because it gives you that little bounce. You know what's interesting about 95 South? Um, I was listening to the Joey podcast, and Ish actually said that he made the point that the song 95 South is actually literally coming from up north down to north carolina because it starts with cam in harlem mm-hmm. and if you if you pay attention to like just how he going by the time they finish it they're in atlanta and all of this so i didn't even that's dope I, yeah i didn't put that concept together but that's dope that's dope the that's beat changes or yeah the beat cha- well uh, like the, the song sample changes because he um starts sampling little john and uh who yeah. else was it? It was somebody else. I don't know if it was uh I don't know. I, don't give me I'm it might have been Petey Pablo. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I think it was oh, you, it can't be North Carolina without Petey. But... It was somebody, <laughs> it was a whole bunch of people, but then in one of the samples, it kind of sounded like a Jay-Z. I kind I think I kind of heard Jay-Z in one of I gotta listen to it again. I should have wrote that down. Word. Um one of his Word. songs. But that was dope. That like like when when people do shit like that. That's fire to me because now you've given us multi-layered shit. And that's what, in my opinion, that's the dopest part about hip hop. The dopest thing about hip hop is being able to say things differently, cleverly, put it together. You know what I'm saying? Conceptually, like, you know, and how you do that in a unique way, in an original way, that's hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So that, that, that's fire. That's fire. And Key, I don't know why he did the basketball court on fire. I have no idea. Nah, we're, but um, but that's album being now. Did y'all read about that story when he he got into like a scuffle with with Diddy and shit over Kendrick? Um, yes. I, I, I did. <laughs> I was like, did. yo, shit. Uh, word, I was trying to disrespect the fool. The word. Yeah, that is funny. Diddy always is some bullshit, yo. <laughs> it said he smacked Diddy or something. Because <laughs> Kendrick said he king of New York. I'm like, come on, bro. That's Diddy funny. was drunk, though. And Diddy yeah. was like, nah, you ain't the king. Big the king. Or somebody the king. <laughs> somebody <laughs> the king. <laughs> You'll never be king. Martin Luther. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's the king. <laughs> You'll never. 
<laughs> Is this your king? <laughs> Everybody was mad at Kendrick was oh, saying he shit. was the king in New York. That was funny, though. That's why everybody nah, was mad. That was wild disrespectful him coming from the West, the West though. Like, that was wild. Nah, it wasn't disrespectful. It was very how, true. How you come from all over there saying you the king of this side? <laughs> What's up? I don't care. I'm the king of everywhere. I run this. I run right. Hey, but wait, <laughs> but, but hold on. We we can we can settle this once and for all because luckily we have you know one of one of New York's finest that we can just ask. So ah, so, so Gert Gert Gert, do you do you deck this shit out? <laughs> Gert, do you believe that Kendrick Lamar is the king of New York? Yo, get the get the ratchets. Get the ratchets. He was at the time. <laughs> get the pits. <laughs> at the time what he time? said it, he was the king. What time was that on your watch? <laughs> Wasn't nobody rapping. Wasn't nobody what, rapping. What nah, time is it? Dusting it. You tweaking. Yo, Kendrick was dusting niggas, bro. Yo, you know what's crazy? It's a lot of niggas that can really rap out of New York. If you're talking rap, if you're talking album sales, that's a different conversation. Nah, um, we talking rapping. That's a lot of niggas that are smoking Kendrick. There's a lot of people that will smoke <laughs> Kendrick's boots. Who, Papoos? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but no. no like That's the black love hat. Nah. <laughs> take it back. Is nice yeah. though. No, Pat is mad nice, but Pat that was Poop's funny though. Nice. Smoking, yeah. Pat was smoking. Hell. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Yo, but hold up, but hold up. Let me ask you this though. But uh, serious question, serious question. Do you think Kendrick Lamar is nice? One out of ten rate. He's he's new nigga nice. Like, nah, bro. No, no. New you under, you un, no, you, under, you understand rap, girl. You understand rap. So I'm asking you as a nigga who I know understands rap. I'm talking about Kendrick Lamar as a rapper. Do you think that he is nice? You understand what that means. Don't I'm, tell me about new niggas, no, old niggas. I'm, I'm telling you for his peers, he can rap for the people he raps with. If you put him with other people, they'll smoke his boots. I don't, I, I don't, he, he's not going to get on Band from TV and hold his own. He's not going to get on Fantastic Four and hold his own. Why he not? Have, he will have the, I'm, you asking me my opinion, he's, nigga, I'm telling he you. Smoke hold. He's he smoke gonna hold. He's going to have the worst verse on all of these. He's not, they're not even letting him on niggas done start or something. He's not even going to be able to get on that song. I think Fuck that man. I think that um he would definitely have a better verse than Nori on Bad from TV for sure. I disagree. Yeah, chill. That's bro. I love Nori. Yeah, but I, but I, I don't think Nori is was the greatest lyricist. Nori is time, bilingual. When it so was, he 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 brought that shit niggas when in. It was he time, brought that hype shit. When yeah. it was time for he Nori, got, to he rap. got his. He got his own. He got his own style, and he mastered. Oh, when it was shit. time for him to and rap, he rapped. He, niggas had to get he with got it. Classic records alongside Nas, and mm-hmm. his verse wasn't trash. Um, no, he, he but... got Nori got 
Nori stepped up when it was time for him to step up. I agree. So why I are you comparing him to? Okay, so let me ask you. That's question. ninety-eight. That, that answers my. That. that answers my question, though. That, no, that it don't. You don't. said new nigga. It, it answers answer your rap. question. It don't you answer your question. I said, do you think he's right? Jers brought him to Nori. He didn't say. Yo, no, but you mentioned you mentioned Ben from TV, and you said that he wouldn't yeah. be able to rap on Ben from TV, and I and I'm saying that I'm saying that he would, you and I'm saying him, that you compared him to the worst, not the best. You, you didn't say nah. He yeah, what the fuck is niggas. going? He's mixing in with niggas. Said, Yo, Nori. No, I said Nori because you said Ben from TV, and I think that Nori has the the least verse on least best verse on I'm that song. You. That's where yeah. you put him. You put him yeah. with Nori, and that proves my point. I'm no, not it putting, doesn't. I'm not putting. Nah, this <laughs> shit got connected. For I'm me. not putting niggas, niggas with like I. So I, I seen niggas really rap. These new generation niggas don't really rap. These niggas is like they're graded on a to, to me. Mixed you have a favorite Kendrick? when you were smoking. Like niggas earned they bones. These niggas really didn't earn they bones. They sell records. I think that you don't. But but it would, is it safe to say that you don't listen to Kendrick Lamar? I listen to enough of them. You got a favorite track? I listen to enough of them. Um, do you I don't listen to Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> no, I don't. There's people better than him. What the that's fuck? fine. No, that's fine. I'm not buying fucking. I, I'm, I'm not I'm telling not you to. Andre Champagne. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not Champagne out there. I'm not telling you to. I'm only asking that because yeah, no, it, it's a limited. It's a limited scope, and you're saying that you've heard it's enough. Not, no, no, it's not a limited scope. Like I, I listen. To Griselda. Griselda made their way into my rotation. Um, Stove Got Cooks got one album. He made his way into my rotation. 38 Special made his way into my rotation. It's because not- you like because you like them and you like that type of rap. No, no, no. It's yeah. not that I like them. I like that the shit that they're talking about. Right. Doing right. something that is appealing to me. And that's cool. I'm not I'm he's not saying you have to be a fan. Out. No, I'm not saying you have to be a fan of Kendrick Lamar. I'm not no, saying no. that. Because he I'm may saying, not be your cup of tea. I'm just asking no, from a technical rap, standpoint no, no, and no, rapping. But rap is rap, right? Niggas right. nice. The, the cream of the crop is always going to rise to the top. You know what I'm saying? So right. So talking album sales, I think the newer generation is more concerned with making good music. So you think, you think I don't say Kendrick Lamar, do we think... So you think when we say Kendrick Lamar in particular, and people say King Kendrick King ah, King Kendrick Lamar, who said um, a lot of people say that. That's King what he's Kendrick Lamar. Yes. What the fuck is he the king? Uh, shit. New York. The king of New York. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas is tweaking. This fucking Fetty went away. I ain't been right. <laughs> uh, this nigga, he been he been he been waiting Come to get on, a Fetty yeah, shot off. Yo, no, but cut. ransom. Damn. Y'all don't think y- y'all think uh Kendrick Lamar could rap with ransom? Yes. Yeah, I do too. I- I'm talking about at each other. Yes. yes. I do. I think y'all tweaking. Who I think Kendrick, I think Kendrick Lamar is exceptional, yo. I think Kendrick Lamar. Who did he rap at to make you say that? Who did he eat to make you say Because so, 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 so. He, he eat who? But you saying rap at, you talking about battle. But. I feel like but, he ate a lot when he told y'all he was the king of New York and nobody didn't do nothing. Word, niggas was quiet. Like, no, I, niggas I don't. did do something. Nah, they didn't. Nah, niggas they dissed him. J.R. Ryder dissed him. But he nobody. He didn't mention. Yeah, he didn't mention J.R. Ryder. J.R. Ryder? I can't tailor the argument to your liking. 
Y'all said no, nobody said something. My, like, I said somebody who said directly said something to him, and he didn't respond. But he could not keep up. Why who would I keep even... up? J.R. Ryder. I, I beg to differ. Yeah, I, I haven't heard his name. That's where we defer. <laughs> all right, anyway. All right, I'm saying, right. Y'all are basing this off of, y'all never seen him in war. And I, the Bro, niggas I named, who did he started battling. Huh? He started as a battle rapper. Yo, fuck it, yo, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Um, at the end of the day, I think J Cole shit was dope. Um, shit trash too, man. And, and that's fine. And that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, yo, that's good look. So wait, baggy jeans. That is nah, look, yo, but not on some shit. His album, his album, uh, might be a little decent, but his fucking freestyle was trash. Okay. That freestyle he put out was trash. Yeah, that freestyle was too easy. It wasn't trash. It was mid. They gave him easy. They gave him easy beats. What word did you want to say? See, I said mid. Mid. What the fuck is mid? You know what that is? That's the Harlem's. That's the uh, Harlem. The Air Force ones with the strap connected. That's what that. Exactly. That's mid. They're not completely trash. Those is trash. Nobody should be wearing them. Only Meg the Stallion with the strap out. Somebody out there is wearing yo. Hey yo, so real quick though, real quick, sidebar. Um, did any of y'all see that um uh that movie uh the Michael B. Jordan joint, the without remorse? Did any of y'all see that? Yeah, nah, I skipped that one. Gert, you seen it? Nah, I never even heard of it. It, um, it's a it's an Amazon joint. It's an Amazon joint. Well, it came out through Amazon, but it's called Without Remorse. I thought that shit was fire. But the question that I wanted to ask is, how good of an actor do you think Michael B. Jordan is? Mm. Wallace? Yeah, <laughs> Wallace. Wallace. Nigga's Wallace, dog. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, nigga Wallace forever? Wire. No, that nigga left the wire to go to all my children. Nigga started smoking crack so he could go to all my children. <laughs> oh my god, she's crazy, man. So that's a no, <laughs> not good. I mean, nigga was in all my children. You ain't like Creed. <laughs> I ain't never seen that shit, man. Oh man, why? Why, yeah, why do we? Fuck it, fuck it, yo. That's not my era. Y'all got Creed. So, I had Rocky. Shit. Oh, my God. We nigga. have Here we go. Yo, word. That's this 87? Nigga, hey, word. This nigga act like he's 73 years old. Like, fuck out of here. I think he is. I think <laughs> that nigga is 85. He's just... Girl, your soul can't be that old, dog. AC, I know you've said that you weren't always the craziest about Nikki. I think early on you was fucking with her. You asked me about Michael B. Jordan. You just switched over that question because I had Man. something to say. Oh, okay. My fault. You didn't hear, hear her. Mm? Like, she got something to say. <laughs> All right. Thank so you, Keith. My, pause yourself, <laughs> Queen. Do you think he's a good actor? I think he is a good actor sometimes. Um, in this movie, Without Remorse, I really didn't believe that he was sad because his wife died and his baby died. It's something really? like... No, because you have sometimes I feel like you have to have that to know how you would feel if you lost that. Like how 
um, you know, Will Smith was in the pursuit of happiness. Right. And he was just like crying and doing that stuff. That was a real good scene with him and his son. Not to mention yeah. his real son was in it. And yeah, he's he a father. That. And he knows how it would feel if he couldn't provide for his son. Mm. Like there's some emotions that you need to actually go through in life to get that. And I didn't believe it. He was like, you held my wife. Like, man, like, I don't believe that. You don't sound like you really have a wife and you care. You're just running around biting. And that was just like, I didn't well, believe it. I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't have a kid or a wife, so I, I don't know, but I thought he killed it. I thought that part was dope. They say well, he had a conversation I, with London about death. And I ain't see it, but if I heard it, it was like, yo, he killed that. You need to see that. Yo, he had yeah. a conversation with London about death and got to yeah. his bag, but I guess he didn't. I, I, I liked it. I liked it. I thought I, I thought he killed it. So, and pursuit of happiness bag. Okay. No, well, come on, that's well, and that's that's different. Yo, that's a different. Son of was made me emotional off the bootleg. Like I was like, yo, this thing killed that shit. <laughs> word up, my first yeah. apartment. I was in that bitch like, yo, word, word, word. I thought nah, he, he did okay, but I felt like he did better as Killmonger, and I felt like he did a better. At, uh, he did better as uh, in Creed and stuff. I felt like he did better at those roles. Um, they were more physical and less like emotional, like that. You know, like he wasn't emotionally attached to something. So, so you wasn't was too, crazy. Was a, you wasn't crazy about the the scene or the role or as a whole. How you doing, man? I wasn't crazy about the role as, in whole of him playing that person that lost. It just didn't seem like he was just like I lost my wife. Like that was it. Like it wasn't like nothing else. Like it, it didn't feel like he was he cared about losing his wife. Mm. Okay, me, so it didn't give angry? you. It, it didn't give you the feel like, you know, how like, um, and I know we naming all of the goats, but like just, Vin Diesel, when he had that movie, remember okay. when Vin Diesel wife got shot? Okay. Yeah. Killed, That's a good Lawrence one. Tate, it was like the same type of movie. A man apart. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And he, I could, Vin Diesel played a better role with that to me. Than okay. All right. Cool. If I'm comparing them. Cool. But I like him and I like him with Lori Harvey. I <laughs> were um but i know i the only reason why i had brought up nikki because um i think you kind of asked the question like does rap need Nicki minaj so what's your response to your own question at first nikki used to get on my nerves because she used to do like wax stuff but i will say that rap does need nikki um she released uh her mixtape beam me up scotty and i listened to it and i went back and i was like yo like Nikki is nice. You can't deny no. her greatness. And you can't <laughs> deny what she did for hip hop. You can't deny anything that she has done for women. It's like a lot of stuff that she has done, but a lot of the things that she has done sometimes as far as like her actions outside of rap has taken control and made people perceive her in a different way. But as far as rap is concerned, um, the girls do need Nikki. They do. They do because her bars and her level of, of rapping and her cadence and her flow and everything is just, it's just different. I appreciate it. So it's a good and balance. You think it provides the necessary balance? I think when she's not doing that pop stuff and she's just rapping like how she was with Drake and Wayne and stuff, like when she raps, when she has to rap, she can rap. Yeah, and she that's, can rap. The Nikki, that's the Nikki that I want to hear all the time. I don't want to hear no pop. I don't want to hear no starships. I want to hear... You just flowing. And I guess that's how I feel about Drake too, but you don't always get the lemon pepper Drake. 
you get the what's next Drake or the you know the Tootsie slide, but yeah, you want that lemon that pepper Drake all the time. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. <laughs> Tootsie shit. What you think about their tracks all together? I thought that it was new track. I liked it. The green. I think light. it. I, I don't think it need Nikki though. Nikki, she dropped the ball on there to me. I don't think she dropped the ball. I just think that she uh coming after was, Wayne. Yeah, I've, she she been out the gym. Man, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Drake need to come training. after. But she said that she got washed. She said I've been washed by them before. It's nothing new, but. I feel no, like once she that's start, an easy cop out, but yeah. Nah, I'm not taking that. No. I'll take him. Because Kim so went, was, Kim was ripping up Biggie ass on tracks. Like, man, nah, I don't want to hit that. Well, Big, gonna, well, Big was right in that, and we're not doing it. Exactly. That. I'm just going to say, you're not going to do this. Nobody was there, though. <laughs> Drake could have been writing, um, well, Safari, too, could have been writing Nikki's shit. If we know that for was a fact. writing Nikki's stuff, Safari should be writing his own stuff, and Clearly, no, he's the person that's I'm not a good clock. performer. I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the hottest? Nah, yeah, that's that's true. Strict, I mean, everybody, strict. everybody who writes isn't a good strict. performer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fuck that. But uh, I, I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. Like, um, and she can rap. She can rap. So whatever. We'll see uh what happens with that. Just predictions, though. I think we're getting everybody this year. I think everybody's dropping. We know Drake is dropping. I think Kendrick is coming with a surprise album this year. We know Sis is coming at some point. Um, but I it may be wishful thinking, but I think we might get some Rihanna music this year. Like, I really think it's time. You think we're you think we, you we going to get some Jay Electronica? <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Niggas still out there praying and shit. Ah, come on, man. Respect. Respect. Chill on. But we don't know he praying too though, but feel uh yeah, you wildin'. You wildin'. Um yo, so I'm about to like make a super hard left and then we're gonna get out of here. But um so, you know, now they talking with this whole uh, COVID shit. They saying, if you got the vaccine, you don't got to wear a mask no more when you inside. My thing is, how are you checking people who, like, if they got the vaccine or not? Because niggas ain't walking around with paperwork all day. Like, if you go to a restaurant and you say, I got the vaccine, they not checking you. They barely giving you your little temperature with that little bum ass thermometer. So, like... Yeah. So how are you checking this? How is this going to make matters better? Because now you opening up a can of worms, in my opinion, and niggas really about to say, fuck it. I don't know. See what you think about that. I just think it's all BS. Um, I I don't know what these people are doing now. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's hard to keep up because it's just like people wasn't wearing masks before. Like mm-hmm. when we went to the park, this weekend it was like mad people out there not wearing masks and it was some people out there still wearing masks i know i'm still gonna wear mine regardless um because i just want to wear it and i feel safer wearing it but at the same time it's just like you can't give somebody information and say yeah you got your vax you could not wear it it's plenty of people that was wearing that wasn't wearing it without the vax when y'all ain't have no vax Mm -hmm. so I mean, you just don't know. It's just, you know, white people. I, I can't. 
Never mind. <laughs> see, I ain't know you were fucking up. You can't see that. <laughs> I ain't know what to say how I feel. Because how I feel is just that people lie. Jersey, you up next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, surprisingly enough, when we was out in Vegas, I was surprised to see so many masks out there. I mean, it's kind of like where everywhere you see people with masks and you see people wearing it under their chin and then you see people without them. But I was surprised to see that a lot of people did have masks on. I was expecting this shit to be wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was that was that was kind of interesting to see. Um as far as this, I mean, yeah, it's I feel the same way. I, you know, it's it's a lot. It's draining. It's, you know, my thing is, um, I don't know how long we wear these masks. That's that's my thing. Because I'm personally waiting for quote unquote herd immunity, which is still the same thing. Cause it's like, well, how do you know that it's okay now for everybody to just be all open with it? But at the same time, um, I ain't wearing a mask for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing that. So it's like, I don't know at what point in time I personally would feel comfortable um, not wearing it. For the time being, I am wearing it and that's just how I'm gonna carry it. But uh, I don't know, it's gonna be interesting. But I definitely think it's a lot of bullshit. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's a lot of politics. It's a lot of lies. It's a lot of a lot. And it's hard to keep up with. Um, so as more information unfolds, I'll kind of, you know, make my decisions accordingly. Key? Uh, that's all. Let's, hold on, because this big-ass truck coming past. Hold on. <laughs> um, and while we holding on, just make sure that y'all shopping for your candles on LuxCollectionLLC.com. Um, the, uh, I didn't even know. It's actually kind of dope because, like, it seemed like everybody I'd be around, they got got some shit. See, like, um, little bro just moved out here, and he was telling me he got the um, the the spray mist thing. Like, I didn't even know, you know, uh, everybody's ordering. So I, I I know that you be sold out. So I know somebody ordering, but um. <laughs> You know, and I talked to somebody else and they was like that they had ordered some um some of the car diffusers. And I'm like, oh, shit, word. So, um, yeah, make sure y'all do the same, man. The shit smell good. It's not the gas. It's like it's worth it. Like, so spend your money on some shit that's worth it because it is. Yeah, yeah people be ordering. Yeah, yeah, little bro. He's been hooking me up. Thank you. Word. Shout out to you, little big brother. <laughs> no pun. Word. No pun. That's Biggs, brother. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yo. But um, yeah. So, what's your what's your your, your yeah. thing on the whole on the whole mass shit? Um, I ain't gonna lie. I'm getting tired of it, bro. Like. Wearing a mask too long, be fucking up my throat pores. And when niggas was out in Vegas, that shit make you want to take that mask off so bad. Like, yo, so you touch down, it's like, yeah, we out here. Yeah, we here. Fuck this shit. But it's like, nah, fuck this shit. Niggas not even six feet. Niggas giving niggas like two inches and shit. So I don't got too long with it, bro. Uh, I, I think it's going to be like like some type of reaction to this mask wearing it so so long every day and shit. Mm-hmm. And like we getting recycled oxygen with the mask. We just breathing in, breathing out. Yeah. So like you shit gonna get you 
like turn to madness, yo. It's gonna fuck like, we'll, you up. It's gonna we'll fuck know. you up. Some people don't even change their masks like that. I was surprised they was giving out masks in the lobbies and in the, in the casinos. I was like, happy to see that too. Right, and, the, and, yeah. and the casinos, you know, everywhere you go, casinos, bathrooms, restaurants, everywhere you go, they got masks for you to, you know, what I mean, grab and go. So I think that's dope too. At least my thing is, at least that you showing, you know, if it's serious, which we know it is serious. So if it's as serious as everybody says it is and knows it is, then don't just talk about it. Actually do something about it. So the fact that like even like by the poker tables or the blackjack tables, they had little plastic dividers in between uh, where each player would stand. So mm -hmm. they trying to, you know, do something even at the Bro, I was uh, happy for that. Yeah, at Shit. the roulette table, they're limiting the amount of people that can be at a, at a table at a time. Like, different things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's for liability purposes or not, at least you have things in place to mm -hmm. try to help. And that would personally make, you know, me feel better about the whole situation. Try. Don't just be all open with it and then try to press me about some shit. Like, because you don't care. Like, I've been plenty of places where I can tell you don't care. It's just a formality. So... Um, that that part of it is cool. But yeah, you're not supposed to breathe out the same air or breathe in the same air that you're breathing out. You're not. You know what I'm saying? You're not. And I do think there will be some sort of like adverse effects to like our respiratory system or immune system or whatever, because that's not what it's designed for. Even doctors change their mask. You know what I'm saying? And that's only meant to be what, maybe two hours at a time or something like that. Like, you know, so yeah uh it's crazy it's like wear your mask all day or stay in the house this is gonna fuck you up somehow well you need fresh air right. that's that's for yeah. sure you need fresh air and, that, and i i always say this if you outside get fresh air if you're not around nobody get fresh air you don't need a mask to be outside but if you're gonna be in a crowd or whatever then you want to be safe then put your mask on that's the and best the, way to handle and it the, the crazy thing is it's touching kids now like my daughter went to school and somebody in her class got it and i heard it about it before but it's the first time my my daughter Somebody in her classroom got in. Now they fourteen days of vax, like um, quarantine. Get, uh, quarantining. I'm like, yo, this whole virtual schooling, then go back to physical school. This shit's like real bullshit. Like this shit is like real disturbing, real. Yeah. It's like now as the kids, I, I was driving to New York. I look at the park. The parks is packed. Nobody is giving nobody space. Nobody's wearing masks. Some people wear masks, but nobody's wearing masks at the same time. There's more people without a mask, though. It's like. This shit is unstoppable. There's some shit in the air we gotta worry about that we can't see. Like, what the fuck? We don't know who got it. Like, I don't know. Shit like a fucking movie, yo, for real. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I just encourage everybody to not only stay safe, but boost your immune system. Uh, put, put the right things in your body and take care of yourself. You know, ain't nobody asking nobody to go on a strict vegetarian diet, but just you know what I'm saying, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Yeah, what both stay saying. So don't wait too long. When you all fucked up to go to the doctor, man, get on that shit early. There it is. Yeah. And while you on that, you know, since we on this kick, uh, I ain't going to stay on it. But life insurance, too. Get life Yo. insurance if you don't, because life insurance earlier in age is better than older in age. The older you get, the more expensive it's going to be. So for anybody who didn't know, that's what it is. So make sure and you get life whole insurance. life. Don't get uh, time. You said get, get whole, whole life. Yeah. Not, not term life? No. What's the difference, if you know? The term, they can drop you at any time. Like, if you have... I had someone explain it to me. Like, That's if crazy. you term, they, it, like, they take physicals and stuff. Like, okay, you're supposed to take one when you um 
for your insurance or whatever. Yeah, they, that's why some insurances require physical. Some do. But um, you take a physical to see what's wrong with you. And let's say you, like, heaven forbid, something happens to you, you catch something or whatever, that's not curable. You, when you have term, they could drop you at any time. But when you have you whole life, them. they cover certain things. Mm. So you just need to look at your policy and make sure someone explains it to you. But I have whole life instead of term life. Look at your policy, make sure they explain it, make sure you do your own research and make sure you feel comfortable with it. Don't just go with it because somebody's saying to go with it. So Yeah, because I'm not an insurance agent, but that's how it was explained to me. So that's why I got whole life. Word. <laughs> Word. Um, so yeah, um, as always, make sure that y'all are, you know, subscribing to the podcast. Uh, make sure that you are shopping for your smell goods at luxcollectionllc.com. Make sure that you subscribe to our Patreon for all visual content. Um, we have uh, visual content available each and every Friday at patreon.com backslash life as I see it pod. Make sure that everybody is telling a friend to tell a friend. And until next time, anything we go. Oh, you call me my zone tonight, huh? Yeah, you did. You tell your little son. Listen. Uh, the kilos I got off of Hamilton Terrace Way before the Jeff Hamilton levers Till I found out it was stepped on Damn right, came out it tested As much as I invested Niggas done stretched it I mean, it was Medico But I'd rather have fish scale for Medico Huh, no breaks That snowflake came out his own I washed the money like Jam and Jerome She said you arrogant Now I'm confident That I condone Cause no man can be the man He ain't a fan of his own But where my ladies at? With your fly ass ass Selling here we Waste train of eyelashes, get it big out here, getting rich, and you don't really give a shit. You said all them hoes could die. Tell them take a dick. Rico music, Rico music, Rico music, Rico music.